Hi, I'm Katie Simone. I'm founder of Soul Evolution Center. Uh, dot com and that's located in South Florida I, I, I do a show on Fridays on blog talk radio and I also share it on YouTube and it's called the Soul Evolution Center show and on this show I share various metaphysical and spiritual topics for your well-being um, I've had this is my 15th episode right now and all the prior episodes are on blog talk radio uh, uh, for easy download 24-7 for free. So there's some great, great topics that I discuss there. Today I'm going to discuss uh, multidimensionality and out-of-body experiences. I feel that many light workers do not discuss this topic, uh, perhaps because they don't have conscious lucid experiences. So one of my missions, one of my initiatives as Soul Evolution Center is to bring this topic to the forefront. I think it's a very important topic and I feel that many human beings right now are experiencing out-of-body experiences and perhaps have questions or, or are fearful and I hope by sharing my experiences you can learn learn from them so that you can uh, better navigate your own experiences. I also share my out-of-body experiences on my blog and I also have a few earlier uh, YouTube videos and also a uh, blog talk radio show uh, episodes as well and in fact in one of my earlier episodes on blog talk radio I shared the actual technical workings of an out-of-body so please refer refer to that uh, but today I'm going to share my own experiences in order to to help you and hopefully expand your consciousness um, to the realization that, that we are multi-dimensional beings and we experience this in our out-of-body uh, experiences. Uh, what I mean by multidimensionality, let me explain that further. What does that mean? Well, right now, we are all vibrating at a certain frequency on the, on the earthly plane, which is known as the, the third-dimensional or the 3D. And uh, we all, we all uh, interface together as human beings with the inhabitants of Earth, uh, with the plants and animals. And we all vibrate at a frequency that we can see each other physically at. Um, you, can set, we're, you can say that we're set to the frequency of the earth. We're on the earth channel. But in reality, uh, we are able to tune in and have different experiences on other channels. Okay? Many times you need to be in an altered state of consciousness for this to happen. Your mind needs to be very relaxed. And so you can experience this in meditations and, um, in, and also in your sleep state, during your dream state. I personally believe that dreams are not just dreams and, uh, and that this is an important subject area that hasn't been dealt into because it's very hard to validate, correlate, collaborate and the scientists don't have the proper tools and techniques to understand what is really going on in our dream state. Each human being goes to bed every night uh, for, for a few hours, and many of us are naturally experiencing our multidimensionality during this time. What I mean is our, a level of our consciousness actually as it exits our physical body and goes to other dimensional states or other frequencies. And because um, we're asleep and our conscious mind is inactive, it is in a resting state, all our fears and inhibitions our egoic mechanisms for defense 
are no longer in play. So this allows another level of our consciousness to explore, to play, to learn another dimensional frequencies of existence. Ever since my spiritual awakening in 2009, I've ha I started having lucid out-of-body experiences that were quite extraordinary. And I was quite overwhelmed and, and did not understand it. And I was looking for teachers and other uh, fellow people in the spiritual and metaphysical fields to help me understand this phenomena that I, I started to experience when I spiritually awoke in 2009. When you have an out-of-body, you will know that it is distinctly different from any such dream, quote unquote. Um, it will be recognizable immediately and it will leave a, a, a memorable imprint um, on your mind and you will probably re remember it your entire life. And so those are my, those are the type of experiences I have. And what happened in 2009, I said I had a spiritual awakening, which meant I began to look out into the world with different vision, with different understanding. I began to see the unity of all things. I developed deeper compassion and understanding for, for human beings and all, all living things existing on the earth. And, and uh, it was like my reality had changed, but it was really my perception. And it was, it was an expansion of my consciousness. I, I, I detail my spiritual awakening on my website, soulevolutioncenter.com. There's a tab called Meet Katie. You can learn more about what I experienced and the psychic phenomena I started to see in 2009, including light flashes, light orbs, sparks, um, with my physical eyes, I also started having lucid out-of-body experiences, and I also uh, began to receive information telepathically inside my mind in my own thought voice from beings that exist in other dimensional frequencies. And so uh, my, my experiences with out-of-body was a direct result and a correlation of raising my consciousness, my understanding, um, and that allowed me to experience my dream state lucidly, which meant I could recall details. And then I started going to these realms or landscapes, uh, different places of existence, and interacting with human-like beings and um, having just amazing, amazing experiences. And I do share those experiences on my blog, which is part of soulevolutioncenter.com. And I'm going to share two of my experiences uh, today. So the experience I had recently was on a November 3rd, and it happened in the early morning state, and that's when I usually have lucid out-of-bodies, usually between 6 a.m. and 9 a.m. in the morning. It seems that that is the most fertile time. I'm in a transitional stage where I'm not fully asleep, but I'm not fully awake. And to be honest with you, even though I've been having lucid out-of-body experiences since 2009 pretty regularly, it appeared to me the past uh, three or four months, I haven't had as many. And I, that, and I began to think about that in the past two or three days before this experience. But you can initiate an out-of-body if you know how. When I share some of the techniques uh, on, on my radio show, on Soul Evolution Center show, and also on my blog, 
And also in the classes and certification courses I teach at Soul Evolution Center, I teach people about out-of-body experiences. And so I noticed in the past few days that I haven't uh, have been having uh, uh, out-of-body experiences where I go through the portal or what I call the wormhole. I noticed that there was a consistent pattern to some of my out-of-bodies where I would actually be looking in my third eye, which is a space between your mid-eyebrow, with my eyes closed while I was laying in bed um, just uh, upon like waking from another dream. And I would notice that when I looked in that area, that space between my eyes, I could start to see changes of color and pattern. And usually this meant that I'm uh, entering the portal. The portal is the corridor, or as my guides like to call it, the interdimensional corridor between um, realities, between dimensions. And it's just like you see on the sci-fi movies where you actually feel like you're in a tunnel, you're moving very quickly, you feel like you're in a wormhole. I've had those type of experiences numerous times. So I do like to chronicle my out-of-body experiences when I'm actually aware and lucid enough to recall the portal experience. And in this one, uh, this out-of-body I had on November 3rd, I did have a portal experience, which I'm going to share with you. So it was in the early morning hours. I didn't. Uh, I don't know exactly what time between um, six a.m. and nine a.m. Probably closer toward nine a.m. And I was looking through my third eye, the space between my eyebrows, with my eyes closed. And uh, it was a dark uh, slate in my third eye. Um, and then I noticed uh, on the bottom third of my third eye, a perfectly sphere opening appeared. It was kind of in the center at the bottom third of my third eye. It was just a perfectly round circle. Uh, and inside of it was I could see a landscape. And right away, I was lucid enough. I was conscious enough to know that I was going to have an out-of-body experience with a portal. Because this is what happens. I start to see changes in my third eye. So what I, what I did, because I have learned from my numerous out-of-body experiences, is to propel myself into that sphere uh, where that I could see that landscape. And I do that purely through intention. It's like I just uh, visualize and uh, with my intention project myself uh, to that sphere, into that sphere to try to have access. And, um, and what I noticed is uh, um, I saw that the landscape changed slightly and that it actually became a water scene, uh, like a two-foot shallow water scene where it was like a, a shallow riverbed and I could see the sand at the bottom of the riverbed. So what I actually did is, um, and I've done this once or twice before in out-of-bodies, because I'm, I'm teaching myself and I'm learning new ways to navigate these wormholes and portals, to have these experiences, to become uh, more adept at it, and now uh, I'm hearing telepathically, as I told you, I do hear things telepathically, sporadically, and I'm hearing I'm an initiate. An initiate is uh, a term used from esoteric studies, and it's someone who's on the path, the path of light, the path of enlightenment, the path of spiritual development, the path of transcendence. And I am on that path consciously, which is what spurred my spiritual awakening in 2009. I just want to liberate myself from lower vibrational feelings. I want to leave a, live a life of joy, love, peace, and forgiveness. So I work on that consciously every day. So I am an initiate. I'm working toward transcendence and enlightenment. So I'm hearing that now as I'm speaking about 
how why I'm why I want to learn how to navigate through these portals or wormholes. So I see the opening, uh, the spherical opening has changed. Now it's become a water element, and with uh, it appears that there's a uh, uh, sand. Uh, and it's a shallow like riverbed and so I take my hand and I actually put it through the sphere of my third eye and when I say take my hand of course it's not my physical arm and my physical hand it's kind of energetically I take my energetic hand um, because really I'm in an altered state of consciousness and I'm sleeping and I'm sleeping in my bed and as I did that I could feel the water and I could actually feel the sand, the sandiness, grittiness uh, of the uh, riverbed. But what I noticed is when I did that, the scene in front of me started to blur out. And usually what happens is when I have access through a portal, through an opening, the, the scenery actually becomes clearer and I have clarity. And that's how I know um, I, I have access. But this the scene I was in was actually got blurry. And right away, immediately, I thought to myself in the moment, oh, no, uh, I, I might not have access to this dimension. Instead of having a clear vision here, it's blurry. Uh, I might not be allowed in because it does happen uh, sometimes during these uh, out-of-body experiences. And, and then another thing that happened, which I want to share, which is a commonality, a consistency from other out-of-bodies is when I try to project myself into the scene, into the landscape through my intention, uh, many times I am able to, uh, let's say, break in or cut through. But in this one, after I felt that the, after I saw with my vision that the scene had become blurry, uh, and I tried to pr pr actually push myself in, my face actually bounced off some kind of uh, elastic membrane. The best way for me to describe it is, it's like putting your face uh, against uh, a blown up balloon, like a party balloon, balloon, and you have a little bit of a bounce back and you know that there's some kind of uh, barrier. It is exactly like that. It feels that kind of, it feels like that kind of elasticity. And I've had that type of denial of access uh, where I put, try to put my face through and it just kind of bounces back like as if I'm um, going uh, against a balloon. And so I thought to myself, oh, no, I'm not going to have access to this dimension. And sometimes you don't have access to these other dimensions, planes of reality, because your vibration is not at the right uh, sequence. Um, your level of vibration that you're vibrating at on a conscious level during the day and throughout your life um, is the key to these dimensions and I guess my my frequency was not vibrating and it couldn't uh, uncode the, the sequencing necessary to uh, for access to that dimension that's the best way I could describe it and the vibration that you vibrate at is based on your thoughts that's the bottom line uh, it's based on how strong your ego is so if you're living a life of high vibration that usually means you're living a life of uh, Compassion, kindness, joy, non-judgment, um, and if you have a life of lower vibration, it means you're more in your ego, you're more controlling, domineering, uh, frustrated, you have grievances, you have a forgiven that have happened to you over the years. <clears throat> and so uh, I knew at that moment that when I bounced back uh, that there was a barrier that I, I did not have access, but then something happened. 
and the scene did change quickly. And out of bodies, the scenes do change very quickly. It's a whole different way of uh, maneuvering. It is not like the 3D, the three-dimensional earthly plane where there's a linear time sequence. And I'm sure many of you know these from your dreams. Things happen, people appear out of nowhere. Uh, there's different things happening in the same scene that don't seem to make sense. It seems, could be kind of chaotic, or it could be have a lot. You could have a lot of extrasensory sensations going on with sight and sound. So this is the this is the way it works in the, uh, most of the dimensions that I have been in, and I know this, so I'm prepared for this because I've had so many experiences, and I share this with you. So when you're we're having this experience, you can kind of stay calm. Don't get uh, freaked out. Keep your balance so you can uh, learn uh, how to progress through this out of body. Uh, because all your out of bodies are, are important. And uh, because they're teaching, they're teaching tools. And I'm hearing this now telepathically. Uh, what happens is your spirit, which is another level of your consciousness, decides what adventures, what explorations it wants to have um, in your sleep state. It decides based on your higher good. The problem is, consciously, I'm not that connected to my spirit. But many times in my uh, out-of-body experiences, my spirit is the navigator. It's the captain of my ship. And it takes me to all sorts of places. And sometimes I wonder what, what the heck it's doing. But now I know that it is the pilot. It has my GPS coordinates. And I've just accepted that. Um, we have many levels of consciousness. We have our conscious level. Uh, we have our unconscious. We have our subconscious. This is known in the, the fields of psychology and in, in human development. So when I talk about levels of consciousness, this, these are not unique terms. So your spirit is on another level of consciousness, but the problem is it's really a deep level and it's almost subconscious or unconscious. But I've heard telepathically many times that it is my spirit that de determines my out-of-body destinations. In the early years of, uh, from 2009 to about 2014, I was getting frustrated with some of my out-of-body experiences because it didn't make any sense to me. I had no idea what the purpose of them was. And then telepathically, I heard over time, numerous times, that it's my spirit that decides where, uh, where it's taking me um, during my altered state of consciousness and my sleep state. I hope this is understandable for you. Uh, but I tell you this to reassure you uh, that on some level, you are in control. It's just on a level that you're not conscious of. So what happened in this, uh, this portal experience is I thought that I, I did not have access to this dimension um, because of that bounce back and, and I lost, uh, there was not clarity in the landscape. But what ended up happening is I ended up in a body of water and this is so common for me. This seems to be an immediate landing platform after going through the wormhole or the portal. I am in a, a large body of water. It could be an ocean. It could be a river. This has happened numerous times for me. I would probably have to say uh, perhaps 80% of the time I'm in a body of water when I go through the uh, wormhole or portal. And uh, I, 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 I come up above the water, and I see a coastal town. It's right on the water. It's right on the coast. And it looks like there's a fair going on, and there's vendors uh, like it's a coastal seaside town. I don't really see any people, but I can sense the uh, activity. And I, I uh, and I, I see a one vendor selling um, necklaces. Like they seem to be handmade wooden necklaces, uh, more more in the raw state. 
And I didn't really see the human beings there. And this is what happens when you have out of body. Sometimes you don't have 100% lucidity. Um, it, it seems like you have a limited uh, perception sometimes. And I know that. And some, some out of bodies are more clear than others. And I've been working on becoming more of an observer and expanding my perception when I actually land or get deposited in, in a dimension. So I noticed that there was a, a vendor, with an unseen vendor, and he had, they, they had jewelry there handmade wooden jewelry. It almost looked like it was African jewelry. It was kind of clunky like that and maybe not so refined. Uh, more like geometric shapes, uh, but nothing ornate. And so I go to approach uh, and look at the jewelry and uh, I feel someone take something out of my pack and I turn around and I realize I had a backpack on that must have appeared spontaneously when I um, entered this portal. Uh, I mean, when I uh, got deposited in the portal, and that happens. Sometimes your clothes change, um, your your type of uh, apparel changes, your shoes change. But in, in this case, a backpack appeared that was on my back, and a woman, a young woman, on early her early twenties, uh, she had brown hair, light skin. She was taking some kind of rectangular object from my backpack. It almost looked like it could have been an iPad. It was just flat and rectangular or it could have been a notepad. And I was very very surprised she had done this, but right away I knew that she was a special person in this dimension. Because usually when I get deposited in a dimension, when I landed in a dimension, I'm usually by myself and I have to figure out my way. I have to figure out what decisions to make, what actions to take, what directions to go to, what is my next step. But in this case, a woman actually interacted with me right off the bat and I was so happy. And when that happens, I usually just grab right onto it because I know that this could be a helper. This could be some kind of guide for me. And so uh, another thing I've learned in out of bodies is that um, sometimes you do have escorts that meet you when you're deposited in another dimensional reality. Uh, and, and many times they're not talkative and they're not teacher types. They're just there to do their perfunctory duty of taking you from one, uh, one destination to another to, uh, in that dimension. And so I've learned to kind of play it cool uh, when I land in another dimension because there's beings in there that are already existing. This is their life. And I don't want to just go in there and disrupt their existence and say, oh, you know, help me, what am I doing here, where am I? Because that's what I've done in the past, and it hasn't worked well at all. Just think about in uh, earthly life. If you if you went shopping at a department store, let's say you're in Walmart or Target or at the grocery store, and somebody walks up to you and says, uh, what planet am I on? What is this place called? What would you think of them? So I use that analogy, and it's helped me to try to be more mindful and respectful of the inhabitants of that of that dimension and not to rock their boat too much. And so I knew this woman was a special woman because she had made some kind of contact with me by pulling uh, an object out of my backpack. And so instead of asking her if she was an escort or a guide, because I thought that might be just too much, I asked her, I said to her, are you, or are, are you my special friend? And actually it's the first time I ever said that in a, an out-of-body experience. And she just kind of looked at me and didn't really say anything. And so so what I do is I start following her because I know she's a special person for me um, and she's probably going to take me somewhere. And so I stopped following her and she didn't mind that I was following her. I think she expected that, but she didn't take my hand and say, come follow me. 
And so we start walking through this uh, seaside town and we actually start walking through, uh, we go to an interior building and it's like, it's a bar. It actually looks like um, a steakhouse bar where it has wood paneling, it was all brown walnut and had uh, uh, chiseled or scrolled wood paneling. And it had that, you know, that boys club, club bar feel because it was all like brown walnut. And I did notice the decor of the bar and I thought that her, this young lady and I were going to sit at the bar and um, perhaps talk and discuss what I was doing there, what my role was, but we didn't. Um, she actually walked behind the bar and I, I walked on the other side of the bar and I walked past like six or seven empty brown uh, high bar uh, stools, looked like they had brown leather on it. And then we actually keep walking to the bar and we walk past the second bar. You know how you go to some restaurants or some lounges and they have two bars in the facility where this was that type of facility. And I know that on some level, the reason why a lounge was showed to me or a bar was showed to me is because in reality, um, I do go out to eat a lot and um, I do like to go out and ex have uh, those experiences at different dining establishments. And so I think that was some kind of comfort level for me to have the same environment there. And so I'm still following her. We walk past the second bar, and I'm really noting the, the nice woodwork on the brown walnut paneling. And then we walk uh, to the back, and we walk into a narrow bathroom. And even the bathroom has uh, brown wood paneling, a big square paneling. Um, and there's an antique uh, porcelain tub in the corner that's pure white, and it looks like it might have had clawed feet, you know, like those Victorian tubs. And I notice that it's you know it kind of has a nice decor in there and next thing she's uh she's oh she's opening up the door a door off the bathroom and she says to me you're here to see the professor and she says to me you have a channeling with the professor and that it's locked in and in reality on the 3d plane I'm, i am a channeler which means I, I receive communications, telepathic communications from beings that exist in other frequencies, and I share their messages. I can hear them. And I share their messages of inspiration and hope on my blog and on my uh, Facebook. And uh, I recently wrote a book uh, in September 2015, a free ebook where Aristotle, the famous philosopher and spirit, came to me, and he channeled messages to me telepathically and I compile them all in a book, and that's available for you as free download. So do uh, go to my website to get that uh, download link. So I am a channeler, and and I've heard telepathically many times. I'm a messenger. I'm an oracle because I'm able to hear some of these beings' communications, and then I'm able to disseminate them to the public for their learning and growth, to share with people that our lives are so much more than we think we are, that there was a plan, etc. Beautiful, beautiful teachings. So even in this dimensional reality, I guess I was doing channeling work. So she told me I had a channeling session with this professor. With a, and, and, and I did this thing in that moment where I went into my head and I tried to recall any memories from that dimension. Because what happens is sometimes when you're in an unknown dimension, and you're there for a bit, a bit of time, um, you know, during your sleep state, you actually get recall and you, and you get these memories that you remember this person or you remember doing these activities. It seems familiar to you. So that's how I know that we are multidimensional beings because of these type of experiences I have. I have memories 
of, of actions, activities of people in other dimensions. Um, so I did this thing where I tried to recall whether I knew this professor in this dimension, and I drew a blank. And I said, I don't, I, I don't remember this guy. And the professor, uh, this this man that she referred to as professor, came toward me, and he he actually didn't have a shirt on. He was a slender built man, he had brown hair and like long gym shorts. And uh, he told, and um, before he came up to me, uh, this young woman said to me, "I followed you when you left your house." So she said that she followed me when she left my house. So she, so she, I guess she could pick me up in this dimension and and um, take me to this professor. When she said that, I was I had no clue what she was talking about, no memory of that, what how she was talking about. So know that may happen in an out of body. Sometimes things ring a bell for you, and sometimes they don't. And I've learned just to let it go, not to sweat it, to stay calm. So this man, uh, this professor said that he wanted me to do a channeling session from 2.30 to 3.30 for, for him, and it was locked in. That means no backing out. But honestly, I did not feel like I was going to back out anyway, because so many times I've been deposited or landed these dimensions, and I know I have a function or a role to play, and many times I don't know what it is, and I'm just winging it, and I learned it at that time. For example, about a week ago, I had an out-of-body and I landed in a dimension, and it was like a classroom, and a person there told me that I was the guest speaker, and I was like, really? And then I, and then I said, what am I speaking on? <laughs> Which was uh, one of the few times I came out directly to ask for help. But So I wasn't sweating that I had to do a channeling session for this man that I had no recall of, of what type of channeling. I, I uh, re reassured myself that I would be able to channel appropriately because just uh, about three weeks ago I had an extraordinary out-of-body uh, where I did a trance channel during the out-of-body. Again, this is during my sleep state. And I was at a, a planetarium, a planetary symposium with, with speakers and guests from all over the world and they were speaking about extraterrestrials. And so during this out-of-body, um, I, I learned that I was to channel an extraterrestrial that happened spontaneously, and he spoke to the Planetary Symposium. And so I remembered that experience in this out-of-body, and I said, I'm not going to sweat it. When the time comes, I will probably trans-channel, which means channeling in a very deep state where the being actually might use your vocal cords and your physical body to uh, express, express him or herself. And so... And then uh, I was very proud of myself, actually, that I kept my cool and that I didn't freak out, that I didn't get nervous, that I was doing a channeling session for someone I didn't know, on a, on a type of channeling I, I didn't even know what was going on, that I just kept my cool because that's the best way to handle these out-of-body experiences is not to freak out and not get, not get nervous. And because I've had so many of them, I've learned to keep my stability. And that's my number one teaching if you have an out-of-body, is to stay calm. And this principle also serves you well in real life, right? When we get all excited and nervous, we can't make appropriate, rational decisions. And so when you're in an out-of-body, too, always remember that. That's one of my mantras, is to stay calm. And so I noticed that I was in this professor's library, and he had 
bookshelves, open bookshelves from floor to ceiling. And his library had like vaulted ceilings, like perhaps eight to 10 feet high. And in the back, uh, it was a near, more of a narrow uh, library where perhaps it's only 10 feet, maybe 10 feet wide, maybe eight feet wide and maybe 15 feet long. It was like long and narrow. And I noticed in the back, uh, there was open bookshelves and had various types of books and knickknacks, the kind of things you see on a, a normal bookshelf, you know, little vases, et cetera, interspersed between the books. And then all of a sudden, I do this thing, and this happens as well, where I believe my spirit uh, kicks in, where I fly up in the air, and I just start moving so quickly like lightning speed to, to the back of his library. And I go to the very top shelf and there is a ballerina figurine. It's almost like a toy, a, a, a toy ballerina. She's on a little pedestal. You know those type of um, knickknacks where it's a ballerina and, you, and then you wind it up on the bottom and then she turns around uh, to the music. It was like that. It was perhaps maybe six or seven inches tall. And as, as I felt myself being propelled and accelerated in this manner to the specific area of his library, um, and it was at the highest shelf, I knew that my spirit or something, uh, some other force was in control here and knew exactly what it was doing. So I look at the ballerina figurine, and right next to the ballerina figurine is a photo. It's a small photo, um, and it's rectangular. And it's, it's of a woman, middle-aged woman, and she's smiling. And she looks to me to be in the same age bracket as a professor. And just intuitively, I knew that that was his wife. And then I thought to myself, perhaps she's in spirit, and that's why he called me. He wanted me to channel his wife in spirit to communicate with her. And to be honest with you, in real life, on the earthly plane, uh, I'm not a medium, one who communicates with loved ones in spirit because they operate on different frequencies. I consider myself more of a channeler where I channel higher dimensional light beings. And some of them have existed on the planet Earth, like Aristotle. I've also channeled Benjamin Franklin and Gandhi. Uh, but that's not my forte to connect with someone's uncle or grandmother in spirit. I always refer them to a, a professional medium if someone comes comes to me for mediumship. So I realized uh, that this uh, I had an intuitive feeling that this man wanted to, this professor wanted me to channel his wife and spirit. And then I start to trans-channel, and that really means when the being um, takes full control of your physical body and your vocal cords and your mouth to express itself. And so I, I, I trans-channel, I am here. And that's a very common introductory line when I channel. The beings always like to say, I am here, I have arrived. So this being said, I am here. And so even though I'm trans-channeling in this out-of-body, I'm still conscious. You can say it's dual consciousness. The being is coming and channeling through me, but at the same time, I'm a watcher and observer. So I can record this and share this. Uh, with my viewers uh, so that you can learn. And so um, I had the thought as, let's say, the passenger to another passenger to the inside in my body that uh, I was going to channel his wife, his wife in spirit. But instead what ended up happening is I felt such deep, deep sorrow and um, 
say whoa uh, in my mid chest area. Uh, it was a deep abyss, and I was still actually floating up in the air right next to the uh, figurine uh, by that by, on that bookshelf. But then all of a sudden, I was overwhelmed and overcome by such deep feelings of woe and sadness. And uh, I felt it was too overwhelming for me because the scene shifted very quickly after that. So I'm not sure uh, right now what, what, what was going on with that. But next thing you know, I'm in another scene, split second, because again, in out of bodies, things move very quickly. So you do have to be agile and uh, flexible. That is such a key characteristic for uh, uh, to, for proper out-of-body uh, navigation, I will say that way, okay? You just have to go with the flow, keep your eyes open, and find your way, and not freak out. And so uh, the scene changed around me, and the professor was still sitting, he was across from me, but now I felt like we were in a caboose, some kind of train car. Uh, but it was a fancy, luxurious um, train car. You know, like in the olden days when the elite had their own special uh, part of the train and that special sleeping quarters. I, I felt like I was in a space like that. It was a little more luxurious, but it felt like I was in a train and I was in a special train car. And so I said to him, I, I said to him, what happened? I said, uh, we, what happened? Where were our location just changed? And I said to him, what did you do? And uh, that's how lucid I was. And I'm so glad because sometimes these things happen so quickly you cannot even recall them upon waking up. It really is a skill to develop this technique of remembering these step-by-step, uh, these step-by-step -step sequences in an out-of-body. And he said something to me which I did not hear clearly, and that is also very common in our body. Sometimes the beings or people that you interact with, uh, they, they're talking English, but it's like you can't hear them, like you can't make out the words. It's, it's very strange. It's some kind of phenomena. And sometimes I have to ask them two or three times to repeat what they say, and sometimes by the third time I will understand them. Like if they gave me their name, I will not hear it clearly the first or second time, but the third time, uh, I will hear it. And sometimes I've said to people not of bodies, these beings in other dimensions, I cannot hear you clearly. Uh, could you please repeat it? I'm having trouble hearing you. So that's something that I've learned to be able to request. And so um, he said something which I didn't hear. And next thing you know, he, 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 this professor, he looks different. He's morphed into another person, another man with dark, darker black hair, younger looking. And this is all happening right before my eyes, and I'm lucid enough to to know this. And so I'm, I said, I said to him, "You're not the professor. You're not the professor." And so you could see I was in a state of confusion. So this is where I'm going to leave this out of body. Um, I'm going to leave it at this at this juncture because that's all there was. It was an out of body that moved very quickly through different transitional states. Like I said, first I was looking through that sphere in my third eye. And then I'm under underwater. I submerge. I come to a coast coastline uh, community. I meet the uh, young lady. She she takes me to the, see the professor. I'm with the professor, and then um, I do a trans channeling. And then it's it's very overwhelming to me. And then the, the scenery changes to the professor and I being in the in the train um, train car. And then the professor uh, 
turning into another man. So um, this is this is the nature of out of bodies, and I know that many people would uh, or many ex experts or psychology uh, psychologists or people uh, trained and educated in how the brain and mind processes would say these are just your uh, this is just your imagination this is just your fantasies and on some level they are my fantasies because on some level my my spirit didn't want to experience these interactions these visits to other uh, other places uh, but um, there's true interaction going on with other beings um, and the exit technique that I that I'm very familiar with that I've used of going through my third eye, uh, the going through the wormhole has been so consistent and um, that I feel that that is, that is an interdimensional corridor. Uh, okay, well, I hope you've learned a few things um, from the side of body. Number one is to stay calm, don't freak out, uh, that, that the, the uh, scenes and people shift very quickly. Uh, for you to be aware of that, it's not a linear time-space uh, progression. Uh, three is to uh, to remember that you are a visitor uh, to another um, dimension and to be hospitable and uh, not be so let me just say needy but be able to ask and request for help if you need it um, and uh, um, and also um, for you to know that on some levels some unknown usually unknown levels unconscious levels that you desire to have this experience. Uh, okay, well, I hope that was helpful uh, to you. And again, um, I have a, a tab on my website, soulevolutioncenter.com, which is called Free Library. And on it, I have all these uh, uh, references for free spiritual and metaphysical resources. And I have a section there for out-of-body. And you could uh, see the links for more out-of-body uh, technical resources that I've created and that um, I like to share from other, uh, other people. So please feel free to use that. And I will continue to share my uh, out-of-body experiences from time to time that are relevant and that, are, um, more, uh, that are more, have more meaning and impact in terms of uh, what, I can, what I can teach you. And I know I was going to talk about my uh, my other out of body I had on November fourth, which was the Tate following, but uh, I know I've already talked on for quite a bit of time, um, so I'm, I would like to leave it there and have you think and absorb this, and perhaps you want to replay it. And um, also, I would love to hear your comments. You can leave them on BlogTalkRadio.com on my Soul Evolution Center show episode, or you can leave them on YouTube. I would love to hear. If you can relate to this, uh, how you navigate your out of bodies, what you can share so I can learn and other people that read it can learn. Uh, I look forward to uh, sharing with you again in the near future. Namaste.